She's freaking out. She's freaking out. so glad you're joining us again at the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show The Dead Files and talk about other creepy shit as well as mundane stuff in our lives. (laughs) I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us again. This week, Megan is recapping The Dead Files episode called Triggered. It's from season nine and is episode one, and it originally aired on February 3rd, 2018. Do you want to tell us why you chose it or how you I chose sure it? I sure do. So you had mentioned that we weren't, um, I'm glad you asked, Amy. Uh, <laughs> you had mentioned that we weren't really representing season nine. And so you had done season nine. I forget which episode last week. I think it was 12. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I think you, it was one of the you, last ones. Because you flopped it and said season 12, yeah, 12 episode, episode nine. nine. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and I thought to myself, self, we really need to represent season nine. So I yep. did this one and then I... I forgot and started watching episode two of season nine and then remembered that that was the really sad one with the widow. Oh, remember yes. her husband passed away and she, I just wanted to read. And she made Amy Allen cry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of why I chose it. And it was a good one. It was mm-hmm. a really good one. So okay. cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we get started, we have a couple of things we want to talk about. First of mm-hmm. all, you guys will be listening to this if you listen when it comes out. On Friday the 13th, so happy Friday the 13th. We hope that day is a lucky day for you as opposed to a scary day. Which shoulder is it that you throw salt over? I never I always throw it over my left. I don't know if that's correct. Sometimes I do both just to be sure. Yeah. I don't know. Don't walk under any ladders. Right. I mean, you should never do that, but especially on It's probably not a good idea on any day. On any day, really. And not just uh, unlucky. Like, you don't know, maybe somebody's up there and they fall or they drop a can of paint on you. That's what I always think. A can Mm -mm. of paint. Mm -mm. Don't do that. Those Uh, are heavy. Yeah, no. That'll hurt your noggin. That'll definitely. I need to keep as much of my noggin intact (laughs) as I can. We're running on empty. So (laughs) don't don't take it away. (laughs) Yeah, so happy Friday the 13th, everybody. Yep. Yep. And... Uh, news that we are scheduling an interview <laughs> with a former, uh, I was going to say X-Files, Mm-mm. Former, totally, wrong show. totally different show, uh, with a former Dead Files client, Randy, yep. from season 14, episode nine called Sudden Awakening. And you may remember that Megan recapped this one. I don't remember what episode it was. I can, I'll pop that in later, but 14, episode nine. Season 14, episode nine. Oh, yeah. I just meant what episode of ours. Oh, I don't remember okay. what episode of ours. I was, was like, Amy, it's right it's there. It's right there in the notes. I'm like, can you read? <laughs> Do you Speaking have of a brain, two cell? brain cells? <laughs> <laughs> like, Amy, literally, it's in black and white. I, I did that an hour ago. I wrote that in there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes, it, it was the Dead Files, season 14, episode nine. I'm not sure which episode of ours it was. Okay. But Wait, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll voice over and pop that okay. in later. Pop it in. Pop it in. Anyway, it's the one you may remember, um, Randy and his wife, and they had three daughters, and one of them had gotten 
uh, had been in an accident while she was doing track. And mm-hmm. then after that, she started seeing dead people. And mm-hmm. it was a really good episode. It was good. Yeah. And he gave, he said, I've been emailing with him and he's given mm-hmm. me a lot of really interesting stuff. Nice. I can't so wait. He showed me some notes that some other mediums had given him. What? Yeah. So it's really, there's some, there's, spoiler alert, still shit going on at his house. Wow. Yeah. So. That's crazy. It's going to be a good one. We're going to meet with him pretty soon. But I think we'll probably do one more regular episode before that, before we mm-hmm. air that one. Yeah. So. So anything okay. else going on? Anything else you want to talk about? Just making some crafting, crafting, making some clay. I'm, you know, I go through uh, like phases where I'm like really into resin or really mm-hmm. into beads. And right now I'm really into clay. So I've been making some pendants and I saw some, watched some YouTube videos that have really um, helped me. Good. So um, yeah, I, I made a, a little bit and I ordered a Dremel. So I'm super excited to be able to poke holes in all my clay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, it's right. just moving and shaking up in here. Baking and baking. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff and I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup, that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash Wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day, all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want, no credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. All right, should we just pop right yeah, in? Let's just jump right in. Let's jump right in. Okay, so again, this is called Triggered, original air date February third, twenty eighteen, and, and speak- it takes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Speaking of triggered, mm-hmm. there's content oh, warning. Yes, right? thank you. Yes, there's child death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched child this death. one, and I was like, "Is Megan going to be able to do this one?" Yeah, because it was a while ago. Oh, there's also um, a pregnant woman is murdered. 
So oh. in, when they're talking about the the history. Okay. She, yeah. So uh, okay. that's another good I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're Take in Flint, Michigan. Um, if any of you remember, don't mm. drink their water because mm-hmm. they're having issues there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steve, we're, we're showing him driving up. We got a good ring shot. And he says, uh, Carrie called him. Whatever is in the house is angry and violent. She said she has four girls to protect. She doesn't know how to protect them. And that's why she called Steve and, and Amy. And so we're interviewing um, Carrie with Steve. Um, and Carrie says the house is tearing her family apart. She said mentally, physically, emotionally, pretty much everything. Uh, any way you can be torn apart, this house is doing it. Her children are afraid to be there. Um, she said they've lived there for two and a half years with uh, it's her, her husband, Chad, her daughter, Ariana, who's 11, Victoria, 10, Layla, 5, and Gabrielle, 3. And the way they got the house, they inherited it from Chad's grandparents. They passed away and left the house to Chad. And so that's kind of, you know, how they inherited it. So they really want to keep in the family because it's, you know, been it's been in Chad's family. So they're going to, they want to stay there if they can. Mm-hmm. Some of the things they're experiencing, they're hearing voices, they're hearing footsteps, physical attacks, um, their health is declining, they're seeing shadow figures. But the biggest concern is how Chad, her husband, is being, he's changed. They were happily married before they moved in. And she said recently he's become very depressed. She said, you know, one minute he'll be happy, the next he's snapped and yelling, Mm -hmm. snapping at people, accusing her of doing things she's not um, Steve asks her, you know, what makes you think his changes have anything to do with paranormal? And mm-hmm. she said, before we moved into the house, we never fought, mm-hmm. which to me, like, you should probably fight sometime, <laughs> you know, like never fighting. That's well, probably and if they right. were kind of a new couple at mm-hmm. the, before they moved in, maybe they just hadn't gotten to that stage yeah. in yeah. their relationship. I mean, we fight all the time. No, <laughs> Steve says that one of the main reasons that he took the case was because of the kids. So he really wants to help. You know, they always have a soft spot for the kids. Right, right. Every ghost show I've ever seen does that. Right. You know, if there's a kid involved, they're like, put that at the top of the list of Mm -hmm. ones to go to. Yep. Yep. So we're kind of going through the house and we're at the top of the staircase. and, And Carrie said she's been seeing a small shadow about Layla's size. And remember, Layla's the five year old. Okay. So Steve is like, are you sure it's not Layla? And she said, nope, because when she goes to investigate, she's either sleeping or at her grandmother's house. She said, again, she's been pushed down the stairs. And oh. she said she even broke her foot. Um, she said she felt somebody push her. And, you know, Steve likes to have her push him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, push me. And I'd be like, ah, Steve, no, I'm afraid. I would be too. Um, I know. I'd, I'd be, be like, like it was like this. And he'd be like, that's nothing. Like, I barely touch him. And he'd be like, can you just, and I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. Steve is saying how lucky she is. He goes, you know how lucky you are, right? Yes. I mean, you could have gotten knocked unconscious, broke your neck, anything. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Thanks. Yep. I'm sure she's aware. And the way the stairs are, they're kind of like, they start to go down and wind a little bit. And then there's a really sharp banister at the the top of it. So it's not good. Might want to sand that down. Yeah, maybe put those little baby corners on. Yeah, you know, put to a keep... pillow on the edge or something. Tape a big pillow to... <laughs> with the duct tape. Yeah, and here's our banister <laughs> with our duct tape pillow. Don't mind it. Just keep mind your business. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then we go to the master bedroom and the, a lot has been happening here. Um, if you know what I mean. I'm just kidding. So Steve asks what's going on and Carrie says, this is not funny. She's been touched inappropriately. In um, she said she was in the bathroom taking a shower and she felt a hand grab her ass and she Ugh. jumped out of the shower quickly. She thought it was Chad. So she's like, what the hell are you doing? And he goes, I was, I'm sitting on the bed. Like I wasn't in there. She got goosed by a ghost. She got she got grabbed. Yes. <laughs> um, she did say it happened one more time. She said she was laying in bed at night and it was the end. Like felt somebody running hands up the inside of her leg. She, said she thought it was her husband, you know, getting a little freaky freaky. Nope, he was sleeping. <laughs> so then oh, there's uh, they. he goes, I see you got a dog and there's a cute little dog <laughs> in a little. It's like it almost looked like kind of a bulldog. Like maybe, uh-huh. you know me, the dog expert. And yeah. Steve goes, could he or she have done it? And I said, Steve, <laughs> the dog isn't grabbing someone's ass in a shower. It's not Steve, the dog. It's Steve. never the dog. Steve. See episode 11 or whatever. That was. Yeah, it's never the dog. No. And then additionally, Carrie's health is declining. She said she's had four mm. partial hysterec- hysterectomies, her appendix taken out, her gallbladder taken out. She said she has anxiety attacks so bad that make her think she's having a heart attack. And Carrie thinks the house is trying to kill her. And again, she's hoping they can fix her marriage and and her house. Yeah. So then we interview Ariana and Victoria. And Ariana is the oldest at 11. And then we have Tori at 10. So Steve asks if they want to stay. And Ariana says she doesn't feel like staying here most of the time. Hmm. Ariana says she gets ready to fall asleep and something will grab her foot. (sighs) She said grabs it hard. Tori says she has nightmares. And um, when Steve asks if she remembers them, she said, no, I just remember that my mom and stepdad have to wake me up. Then Ariana says she's seen a tall shadow man in the hallway with a top hat and facial hair. And she's sure it's not her stepdad. Is that Abraham Lincoln? (laughs) Should be. (laughs) Steve asks if they've noticed a change in either parent, which I liked because he didn't lead them. Yeah. He wasn't like, have you seen a change in Chad? He said, have you seen a change in either parent? Mm-hmm. Instantly, Ariana and Tori both go Chad. Yeah. They say he's gotten really mean. They say he'll get aggressive and uh. he'll yell above his normal voice, mm-hmm. which is just so sad. Mm-hmm. So then we interview Chad, not in the garage, at the bottom of the stairs. Oh, I know. Okay. He agrees that his personality has changed. He mm-hmm. said he feels angry. He gets very angry. He said he wants to rip the walls down. He's so angry. Jeez. Yeah. So he said one day they were, um, he was in the shower and uh, he was, you know, getting out of the shower and he saw in the fog in the mirror, he saw the words kill <gasps> and die. He said he raced down the hall and woke up the two oldest girls, Ariana and Victoria, basically out of a dead sleep and started yelling at him. Like, why would you do this? What did you uh. do? Why would you play this prank? And he said they almost started crying. I bet. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. Yeah. That's terrifying when this yeah. big scary man is thinks you've done yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, poor kids. Um, and Steve is like, so are you, do you still think it's them? And Chad says he's 100% convinced it wasn't the kids. Mm-hmm. He said also when he's sleeping, he feels like something is choking him, like it's sitting on his chest. He sits up gasping and he even was like, <gasps> You know, like doing an example of gasping in Mm -hmm. case you don't know what gasping is. (laughs) In case you're wondering, it kind of sounds like. Yeah, that's. Yep, exactly. Good. Yep. Demonstration. (laughs) Um, He does think it's trying to kill him. And Steve goes, do you have any asthma, any history of asthma? And he goes, nope, don't have asthma. 
(laughs) He said, when this happens, he gets furious towards everyone and everything. So it's like a switch just snaps. Then we get a picture of his grandparents who owned the house before him and they died a year apart. His grandmother died of a brain tumor and his grandfather died from gangrene. He said it basically started at his feet and ate him all the way up. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't go to the doctor and have his foot chopped off or anything. I wasn't there. I didn't ask Chad that. I I don't know. I didn't. (laughs) Trench foot. I mean, that's what happens when you're or that's used to happen. I don't know if it yeah. still does, but obviously it does because he died not that long ago. Jeez. Steve asks about his grandfather, what kind of guy he was. Ugh, this guy. Chad yeah. goes, he was a good guy, but he didn't like women. <laughs> and I wrote, so Chad, no. He so then he wasn't, wasn't a, a good, good guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Chad said he had a very super bad temper. That's a quote. He Steve asks if he saw any abuse. He said not physical abuse, but mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Chad thinks both his grandparents are here, and he thinks his grandfather is doing this because everybody in the house except for him is a woman. Even the dog is a woman. Yeah. So <laughs> Steve did make a point to state uh, this is his, their third investigation in Flint. So he's really gotten to know people in Flint. And so he meets up with historian Walt Blanton. To tell him about a string of murders. I did make a note that they met at a bar called the Soggy Bottom, to which I would like to go there. Soggy Bottom. So the original (laughs) landowner was a man by the name of Thomas Brandt. He owned over 70,000 acres of land in Genesee, I think is how you say it, County. Sounds right. So we got a little scandal because Thomas's Mm. daughter, Charlotte, fell in love in 1858 with a tenant farmer named Villo Palmer. Now, normally you fall in love. It's great. However, there were two issues. Uno dos. Uh One, Charlotte's mother doesn't approve. She's like, girl, what you doing? Why? (laughs) Because Palmer's already married. Oh, Oh, that's a fairly good reason. uh, I mean, I'll I'll allow it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'll allow it. Proceed with your case. So eventually Charlotte turns up pregnant or she falls pregnant in Amanda from Wine and Crimes terms. She fell pregnant. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't turn up pregnant. No, you're not. Just- you know, it's like when people say, oh, and then she turned up missing. Well, did she turn up or is she yeah, missing? It's literally an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, you're an oxymoron. <laughs> Without the oxy. This is what happens when we record just an hour earlier. I still am energetic. Um, so. After she turns up pregnant, Dave DeVillo Palmer's wife suddenly and mysteriously disappears. Interesting. Isn't that convenient? And that's exactly what Steve said. And I said, Steve, yes, it is convenient. Except for her, not the wife. Not for her, not convenient for her at all. Additionally, some accounts say that there was a child that went missing as well. So there's no conclusive evidence that I was aware of. there, there was some hints that his child went missing. They suspected that it was DeVillo who made his uh, wife and potential child go missing, but they could never pin charges on him. They didn't have enough evidence. Okay. It was 1858, you know, like. Yeah. It's not like they had forensics. Yeah, and stuff it's not like, like he was, you know, on his cell phone. Right. Getting it up, you know. Right, right. So happily ever after for Charlotte and DeVillo, they got married. Shockingly, six months later, Charlotte's mother died from arsenic poisoning. Hmm. But again, they could never pin it on DeVillo. He was a person of interest in her death, mm-hmm. but he disappeared before they oh. could catch him. And then he was never seen again. So, And would she disappear with him, his no. wife? Mm-mm. Huh. Nope. 
So he just abandoned his wife and child. Or unless she killed them all. Who? The wife. Shut the wife. Oh. Yeah. But why would she kill the villow? Because he killed her mom. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, just spitballing. Yeah. Just throwing stuff against the wall. Yep. Yep. Then we meet uh, local Sergeant Brad Wangler, which is, I'm sure he never got made fun of for that name. <laughs> we have, um, this is still a cold case. Uh, a pregnant woman, Hope Johnson, was murdered. Um, she went missing January 29th of 1988. She was eight months pregnant and had a four-year-old son. She was last seen by her boyfriend January 29th, reported her missing February 2nd, and March 12th, her body was found on the side of the road. Never a suspect, never anybody has been arrested in that case. It is still ongoing as of today. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of crazy. Now we're digging through the archives (laughs) and- we meet an auto worker turned historian. I think they call him Jerry, but his name was spelled G-E-R-R-Y. So Gary or Jerry. Oh, I, I yeah, I can know. see how that could be Jerry. Sure. Anyway, Jerry or Gary got in. So then he tells us about a couple of really terrible, like the automobile industry was not great. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's improved, but as of this time, it was terrible. October 3rd of 1963, a man by the name of Michael McDonough at 26 died when a boom struck him in the head. And this is really shifty uh, because in a GM factory, because of insurance, if you die on the property, it's double the payout. Mm. So he was pronounced dead at the hospital. Yep. And the plant is less than a mile from their property. Mm-hmm. Another incident on June 19th, 1979, a man by the name of John Holstein, who was 21, had an accident. A hydraulic line broke and sprayed him down head to toe with hydraulic fluid. Oh, very flammable. Oh, somehow a spark went off, caught him on fire head to toe. Oh, Jesus. Jerry or Gary, Gary slash Jerry, said a witness to this was actually a friend of his, Jerry's, Gary's, and saw John running for quite some time before he dropped. Oh, my God. He didn't die there, though. He passed away two weeks later in the hospital. Oh, my God. I hope to God he was unconscious the entire time. I hope so. Oh, Oh, that's awful. Terrible. Terrible. Finally... December 23rd, 1994, we have Willie Anderson. He was a die setter. Don't know what that is. Amy here with the definition of a die setter. According to Google, job setters and die setters, also known as setup operators or setup workers, prepare machine tools and production tools for others to use. He forgot to unhook a block. 80,000 pounds fell on him and instantly (gasps) crushed him. Oh, God. So... Jerry or Gary said accidents were pretty common back then. He said speed was the name of the game. You did things fast. Yeah. They were trying to save the yep. Buick plant. And yeah. they met at the Buick plant. And then Steve said, look around. Didn't really do you much good. Because it was just <laughs> completely in ruin. Just uh-huh. rubble everywhere. Uh-huh. So then we go to Amy. It's her arrival. And the first thing she said she got in huge bold letters was the word sad. Aww. So that bodes well for her walk. Um, there's a woman upstairs and she wants Amy to come up there because the children are in danger. 
Then we get to the living room. She said there's a male to her right who is dead. He's saying... He's like, lies, they're saying lies. She said his energy is crazy strong. Then she walks up the stairs and goes in the master bedroom. She said she's getting violence in that room. She said she hears a living man yelling, screaming, wanting to kill. And she said something is influencing specifically males to be violent. Oh. So then we go to the stairs um, and she's walking back down the stairs and Amy's talking about the dead male and he knows that he can take his energy and throw it. She said living people would be prone to falls here. Jeez. Yeah. She said when he puts out his energy, it affects equilibrium. And she said that she sees that somebody fell down the stairs. Oh. Yep. Amy says if he can throw people down the stairs, that's not good. Which understandable. That's not good. I cannot see mm-hmm. a scenario in any case where that is good. <laughs> no. Amy also sees that the living people thinking they're being grabbed. She said she has a pain in her head and she's holding her head. Um, and she says um she's nauseous and dizzy and the left side of her head hurts wicked bad. Oh. She thinks it's associated with the dead male and he's yelling. He's yelling, oh you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's very aggressive. We find out why later. Mm-mm. Amy feels like there are two living females here. She sees them hiding behind a door and she sees, she hears yelling. She hears a living male snapping, acting out, and he's completely changed. Then we're back in the master bedroom. She said the dead guy that she's been with is very physical. She said the living might feel the bed jolt. She said it feels like an earthquake. And she said the things the guy who can direct his energy is doing that. Hmm. And she said, like, if you're in the shower, the shower curtain might pull back. Or maybe you get a hand on your ass. Uh, <laughs> you get then she said, this is super bad. And then we go to the living room and she said the dead guy is showing Amy people sitting in the living room. And he's basically just going around and smacking him in the back of the head. Just like, boo, boo, boo. Huh. So like, dude, not cool. He sounds like a prick. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. So <laughs> out, then we're outside and I forgot to mention Amy's hair in this is so cool. Like it's blonde on top and like really pretty violet. Halfway, oh, it's really neat. Not relative at all, but I just. No, yeah. but she has, she does a lot of cool and things she, with her hair. I could not She is. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. I Amy, know. if you're I listening, I love you. We love you. We love you so much. Um, then we go outside and she sees a dead guy. So the dead guy is showing Amy him in life, grabbing a woman by the throat, pinning her up against a wall and lifting her off the ground to where her feet are a couple inches above the floor. Wow. Yeah. So he was soups violent, like not great. Matt asks Amy uh, if she has any idea who the dead guy was in life. And she said, Amy says he was white. Max of five foot ten. She said he lived there at one point and then he died. He didn't die here in the house, Mm -hmm. but he's back and he's a really big problem there. Hmm. Then we move to another spirit. Amy sees a little girl running around. She said she's five to six years old. She has a dress and an apron on. And because of that, she puts her 1870s, 1880s. Something happened to her and it wasn't good. And she said whatever happened to her happened on the property. Amy said she sees the little girl outside and then it's sunny. Then it gets really dark. And then she was murdered. Amy says the little girl knows the person who murdered her. 
And the little girl sees a monster when she looks at this person. And Amy said, like, you know, when tar is bubbling and it's, mm. you know, really hot, she said, but big, like a human. Jeez. Matt asks if the living would be affected by this. And Amy says, that thing is the culprit of everything. This mm. is really disturbing. She says it was dormant until now. She said it needs people who are predispositioned for anger and violence and then the people who moved here triggered everything. Oh. Yeah. She said there's a living man here who's being influenced by the tar thing. Mm -hmm. She said the tar thing is a child murderer. It was human at one point and now it's not. Wow. She said he's totally insane, thrives on violence, thinks it would be satisfied with an adult killing an adult, but it prefers children. Oh. Um, she sees a body on the floor. She hears a woman crying, yelling for help. And then it ends with her just saying chaos. And then we go to the sketch. Mm. And then it's Amy. Is this what you saw? Yes, that's what I <laughs> yes, saw. Yes, that's what I saw. So then we get to the reveal and it's Chad and Carrie. Um, and Steve gives kind of a brief background. You know what he does? Like they're here. Mm -hmm. Her marriage is falling apart. Da, 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 da. It's all up to you. No pressure. No but... pressure, but they're going to be divorced and their lives will be ruined if you don't fix it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Nobody says that. Um, he kind of makes it sound like he, that, though. Whenever he does yeah. that, I'm like, oh, no pressure, though. No Amy. pressure, Amy, but like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> Amy says when she first got there, she was getting a lot of information. She said she went upstairs and saw two living females hiding behind a door reacting to a living man um, yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. And Amy says um, she felt the rage coming from the living man. She said it was murderous rage. Mm -hmm. She said he had gone through a complete change and she believes it's due to the influence in the house. Mm -hmm. And that's when Carrie starts talking about the Chad's change. She said he was happy go lucky. He was the happiest guy you ever met. She said, now he's depressed. Now he's angry. And Chad said he gets super angry really, really fast. And he said it hurts him to hurt his family. And I believe yeah. that. Like, Oh, yeah. He, these people, when we get further into the reveal, you find out that Chad has a past. But he, it seems like he's working so hard to overcome mm. that. He loves these four girls. He loves yeah. Carrie. And he wants to do anything he could for them. And it's just heartbreaking. you know. A to, horrible feeling. It is. Yeah. Amy says that she sees that Chad has gone through some dark situations in the past, and that's what's making it easier for the entity mm. to influence him. Mm -hmm. And Chad says his background isn't good. And that's mm -hmm. all we get from that. So I don't know, you know, take make, you know, we all have backgrounds. We all have, we've all done stupid shit. I mean, mm. who hasn't? Yeah. And he's trying. He's trying to be a better person. Yeah. So Amy then goes on to talk about the older man. Um, that she's seen. She said he's very active. There's lots of the way ways the living can experience him. And she said, you can see him because he's very solid as well. And that's where Carrie talks about the tall shadow person. Mm -hmm. They'll see him shoot down the hallway. And she said, the kids can see him as well. Amy says he can be very physical. She said she gets extreme neck pain and head pain when she was doing her walk. And she said, he also smacks people in the back of the head. So not good. Mm -mm. Then Carrie talked about how she's been grabbed in the shower and in bed. And Amy was like, you know, that's kind of, you know her face that she makes. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then Chad talked about how he was being held down and choked. And this was really freaky. He said he felt like he was being suffocated. And then the next thing he knows, the bed is in the middle of the room. 
No, oh, thank Jesus. you. Goodbye. Nope. I had something like that happen what? in my old house. Mm-hmm. In my old house, I was sleeping in the guest room because Greg was snoring. Mm-hmm. And the bed used to be up against the wall in between two windows. Mm-hmm. And most of the nights when I would sleep in there, I would wake up in the morning and it was about, it, <gasps> I don't know, five inches from the window. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't move around that much. Yeah. You know, and just dogs jumping off. No, they wouldn't up and off the bed. That wouldn't move it, Not that far. If uh-uh. anything, jumping onto the bed and off the bed would push it, would shove it. it into the wall. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Every night when I would go in there to go to sleep, I'd shove the bed up against the wall and climb in there, go to bed, and then when I get up, it was again, it was pushed back from the wall. I would have like saged the shit. I would salt everywhere. There was something about that room for sure. Yeah. Because we also had a friend come over once, someone we'd never met before. She was actually a friend of a friend. She was mm-hmm. a musician that was coming to our house to play mm-hmm. for one of our shows. Yeah. And she wanted the tour. And she walked in and she sat down on that bed and she sat down and she looked at me. And I said, what? She goes, is this house haunted? <laughs> and I'm like, um, probably. <laughs> She's like, I've, I'm feeling something in here. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't tell me that story because honestly, I don't know if I would have come in your house after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He, so the bed is in the middle of the room. Chad said, there's nothing he can do about it. And that makes him so angry. It's like, yeah, I bet not being able to do anything about hurting his family makes him angry, which then the entity feeds off of, which makes him more angry. Right. And Chad said he feeds off of it and he just wants to get a hold of it. And I think what he's talking about is getting hold of the entity because he's like, I just want to fucking kill the son of a bitch. Like he gets very violent. Yeah. And part of me wonders if that's him Mm -hmm. or is that the Mm -hmm. entity? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So Amy says the dead guy can also make you dizzy. She said she saw people falling and she saw him picking up a woman and throwing her down the stairs. And that's when Carrie talks about how she fell down the stairs. And that's when he said, Chad said he wishes he could shoot the son of a bitch. And I went, Mm -hmm. eesh, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm texting you the pictures that I took. I didn't have time to edit them. So I do apologize. That's okay. Um, So Steve, that's when Steve asked Amy if she got any sense of who the guy was when he was alive. Uh And Amy said that she got that he lived there. Um, She said in the 70s, 80s, maybe the start of the 90s. She said when he lived there, he experienced hauntings as well. And she's, you know how she says hauntings. Hauntings. Yeah, as well. Like heart attack. Heart attack. She said she had met a woman outside who told her that he was abusive towards her. So Amy gets that maybe that was his wife. And then she said his wife told her, told Amy that this man had died somewhere else, but was sucked back into the house. Okay. Uh, Steve said his grandparents built the house. They lived there the entire time until they passed away. Described Mm -hmm. his grandfather. Chad described his grandfather. He was very old school and didn't like women. He said he didn't like his mom. He didn't like um, Chad's sister. He didn't like his grandmother. Um, she said he was a very angry man. And Carrie has been telling Chad since day one that the angry man she sees is his grandfather. Mm. Now, you would be thinking to yourself, yeah, it's totes the grandfather. Yeah. You would be wrong. Wow. Steve asks Amy if she thinks it's the grandfather doing this. And Amy says, well, I had a sketch done. You guys <laughs> tell me. So... The, the guy, the, the headshot of the guy with the mustache and the balding kind of yep. circle, 
Yeah. Um, when they show him that Carrie goes, oh, my God. And Chad goes, that looks like my pops, not my dad, my pops. Uh-huh. And Steve goes, well, let's get this cleared up. Who is pops? Carrie said that's his grandfather's cousin. He spent time in the house off and on, and he was actually abused by his dad and Chad's grandmother brought him in as a child. So he did live in the house for a Mm -hmm. bit. Chad said he was a very violent man. He was violent up to his death. So that's, I mean, it's like they instantly recognized him. You can see it's definitely not his grandfather because they have a picture of his grandfather. It's so not him. Yeah. So then Amy talks about the dead girl playing in the backyard. She said, the living might see her. She's very physical. She showed Amy where she had been murdered. And the person who murdered her is basically everything going on here. She said she, mm. again, knew the person who murdered her. And she sees the murderer as a monster. And that's when Amy talked about how she saw like black skeleton arms and then the black bubbly tar. The tar? Yep. Yeah. Amy put her in the 17, 1870s to 1880s. And that's when Steve talks about Charlotte and DeVillo, their affair, you know, um, DeVillo's wife and possibly child going missing, mm-hmm. all of that. And Amy says the tar thing used to be human. It's been there since it died. And she says, again, it lies dormant until it sees somebody that matches its same degree of anger and violence. It can influence them. And it's using Chad to hurt the living people. She said the person was a child murderer, insane, maybe a serial killer. She said it wants violence. It wants death. She said if an adult is killed, good. But if a kid is killed, even better. And that's when Steve is like, well, you know, are you, what about the kids? Are, are you know, could he potentially hurt the kids? And Amy says, that's what I'm worried about. It uh, he'll eventually kill the kids. Yeah. So what to do? Can we stay here? Can we go? Should I stay or should I go? So Amy says, you need to find a male medium who is tough. The killer, the tar guy is a psychopathic, tough male He needs someone who can match him in attitude and stance. And honestly, I bet if they found a woman medium, he wouldn't take her seriously. No. It needs to be a male medium. And you also need to find a chaos magician who is male. So both of them are going to go to the house, go to the backyard. The medium is going to summon the killer. And Amy said he's going to come with the little girl. The chaos magician will then trap the killer, send him to the other side. And then the male medium will send the little girl to the other side as well. Hmm. Once they're done, both males are going to need to come in the house and do the same thing for pops. The Hmm. the man who threw her down the stairs, um, who's slapping people in the head. That's all pops. Hmm. Okay. She said the whole process will take about 24 hours to to get them both. Wow. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be exhausting for that medium and the magician. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So once that's done, the dead energies will be gone, but Chad will still have his attachments. And what she's talking about from what I got are his energy and letting go of his past. So she said, you need a Reiki master to come for four sessions. He's going to align Chad's energy. And then after that, working on letting go of his past psychologically. 
She says, you need to go to a psychotherapist. She said, it's going to be hard. She said, I can tell you've had really dark experiences and you're going to need to relive those. The worst experiences you've ever had. Oh, God. But she says, once you do that, you're going to feel lighter. Yeah. You'll feel a huge difference in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So it ends with Carrie and Chad looking for a chaos magician and a male medium and the activity continues. Oh, man. I mean, I just feel for that. I would love to know if they finally got help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Uh. he, I mean, based on on his behavior, his actions, I could tell, you know, he'd had a past. And so what? You know, we all make mistakes, but he's really trying, especially you could tell he loves those four little girls. Yeah. So I hope they were able to find comfort. Oh, I hope so. Get it. So I hope so. That's awful. Yeah. All right. All right. Wow. Good job. Yeah. So that was really fun. Well, not fun. <laughs> it was a good episode, you know, and yeah, Amy's and her episode. facial expressions. They just, every time I even texted my Amy, I'm like her facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, you're the best. Yeah. She's so, so funny. Well, thanks for joining us again, everybody. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate it. Amy, what are we expecting next week? Well, next week. I'm going to go all the way back to season two and do a Banshee's Cry, which okay. is season two, episode two. It aired August 17th, 2012. Ten years ago. Isn't that crazy? This is one that Megan had said she was going to do at some other point. I don't remember, uh, several episodes ago. And then we sat down and I'm like, so this is a Banshee's Cry, right? And you're like, mm, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> You know, I wish I could say that you were wrong, but that a thousand percent sounds like something. I did it this week. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing episode, season nine, episode two. And you're like, no, boo. No. I'm like, no, I've already done that one. (laughs) You're like, can you focus and read what I send you? I'm like, no, Amy, I can't. I'm sorry. I start to read it and then shiny object and I'm off. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm the same way. That's why I have lists upon lists upon lists. And that's why I have reminders going off on my phone every 40 seconds because it's reminding me to check your list. Take my pills or <laughs> check my list or <laughs> go to the bathroom or okay. let if the dog. You need out. a reminder to go to the bathroom, Amy. We need to get you some help. <laughs> I think I, that part I can cover, at least so far. So far. Yeah. So far. Anyway, okay. so yeah, Banshee's be Cry. That's um, what I'll do next week. Yeah. And then I picked my own oh, Alanism because I was just looking through the them. The pressure was getting to me. And um, <laughs> to holler out a number. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, Because I developed this cold mm-hmm. yesterday or whatever, and it's gotten worse today. <sighs> I did take a COVID test. It is not COVID. It's not the Rona. Not Rona this time anyway. So the one I picked is, he says, you know, when you're trying to suppress a cough and you have this buildup to a phlegm shot? You know what, Alan? I do. I do. I, know do. That. I do know what that is. And then I've it makes that. the cough infinitely worse than if you yeah. had just coughed in the first place. Right. Right. Yep. I got it. Yep. So that's it. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. So we'll have some fun stuff coming up for you soon. Mm-hmm. I also reached out to another client uh, via Facebook. So we'll see if I hear from them. Mm-hmm. It's somebody that I believe is up in the upcoming season. It's somebody we haven't. We haven't seen their episode yet. A new episode. Yeah. So, and we do not know yet when the new episodes are going to be out. Mm-hmm. But we did hear from our friend at 
Painless TV that mm-hmm. it would be announced in the spring. Okay. So if you hear anything now about a date or anything like that, it's probably it's, not correct. It's not true. Yeah. I fell yeah. for that earlier this week. I did too. When you sent it to me, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, but then I saw that same post on the thing and I was reading the comments and everyone's like, I think that was from last year. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at the calendar, because it said Saturday, February 26th. February 26th. And I'm like, it's February 26th is a Sunday this year, which means last year it was on a Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So that was last year's okay. thing. But I, I thought that they started in April for some reason. I had April in my head, but maybe they'll announce it in April this year. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I had April in the head. You know, and maybe they don't, you know, they like to keep us on our toes. I know. They do. They're like, it was April last year. Psych, it's going to be June this year, bitches. Yeah. It's probably yeah. exactly what I mean. And it's not even going to be on Discovery Plus. It's going to be on. No, I'm kidding. Don't, don't get off. Don't start sending me letters. Don't. It's probably still going to be on Discovery Plus. I can't <laughs> handle it when you do that to me, Amy. <laughs> anyway. All, all right. right. Well, well, thanks, thanks for everybody. doing that one, Megan. That was good. Yeah, it was a good one. It was really yeah. good. I yeah. mean, you know, they're all good. Let's be honest. I know. I know. At yeah. least the sketch was better than last time. Oh, my God. That was. Amy. Yes, that's what I saw. Were you drunk? You saw a cartoon Sarah Fawcett drawn by a (laughs) nine-year-old? Were you drunk, Amy? Did you... (laughs) Amy, are you okay, girl? Oh, Oh, that was... I'm sorry, sketch artist, but that was really bad. That was really bad. It was so bad. It was laughable. We did laugh. We did laugh. It was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I done laugh so hard, I peed my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Not this time. Not Not this this time. time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.